We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're going to talk about some of the best moments and worst moments in Kansas basketball since we started this podcast back in 2018-2019. Tune in. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, folks, before we get going, we got to talk about Emprise Bank. The Emprise Bank debit card is good anywhere. You have access to 55,000 fee-free ATMs worldwide. Me and AB talked last week. That is that's huge. To have fee-free ATMs worldwide, that's a game changer. It's through the All Point ATM network. That can save you, save you on some fees. Um, you can get the same kind of access to your money as any bank across the country while getting the value of working with a trusted partner at Emprise Bank. They are our title sp- sponsor. We love them. We highly recommend them. Go use them. Get the debit card. Take advantage of those fee-free ATMs worldwide. But, all right, let's get into the episode. We got B-Turn back in the fold after, like, two weeks off. Uh, <laughs> we It's July 20th. We, as always, it's kind of like in the summer hours, you're like, what, summer days, you're like, what are we going to talk about? Like, I know football's approaching. We'll probably start getting into football a little more. Um, but we said, screw it. Let's just talk, like, let's run it back. Let's talk about how we ended up here. We have a podcast here on the Kansas City Sports Network. Um, and frankly, like, as you'll hear, we were just three idiots that started a podcast literally in a kitchen. Um, and we just think there's some funny KU moments, some funny, just pod specific moments, uh, that led us to where we're at now. And, you know, we, I think our whole goal as a podcast was like, well, let's have fun with it. And then like, how sick would it be to do a podcast when KU wins a national title? And at times that felt like it was never going to happen. And so the fact that we, we accomplished that goal, um, due to our hard work and getting the Hawks to win a national title credit to us. Um, we're here. So B turn first off before we get going, how, how, how you doing? You're back. You're back. Yep. Excited to talk. A little ain't no seats memories. Yeah. I mean, we got three plus years of memories now, which is crazy to think about. Like it's went by so fast and um, whether it's like melting down in the group chat about players coming back or stories like in AB's kitchen or, at our studio in KC, which Greg, Ger- every time I see Greg Gurley, he tells yeah. people stories about our studio in KC, which is still funny to me. But yeah, um, it's been it's been awesome. Like we didn't really expect much, and I feel like us three talked about it forever. And for us to just follow through and actually do it and see some success is super cool. Yeah, love it. Well, so when I think back to like Ano seats, the history. When I think back to like the one. I think you guys would agree with me. The one moment, the one interview, the one episode that kind of put us securely on the map of 
when I say on the map, I mean like a podcast that KU fans know about and KU fans genuinely care about. Like we're not a bigger deal. Like I don't want to make us sound like a bigger deal than we are, but we just we finally I felt like reached a good portion of the KU fan base, which was our goal. Uh, the Tyshawn interview, like when Tyshawn just willingly hopped on with us and we didn't know what to expect. We had never done an interview, right? I don't think we had. Um, uh, I think we had, we had CDOT before, but not like. A oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we were on Zoom. Me and you are sharing a screen on Zoom, B-Turn. Like, I remember we posted a video of the screen of Tyshawn, and there's literally a piece of paper that says, don't forget to click record. Like, that's <laughs> how much of amateurs we were. Um, but Tyshawn just came on, and that dude let it sling. Like, I don't even – he told story. Like, we were in shock the whole interview at the amount of details, the amount of behind-the-scenes stories he was getting into. So, like – do you guys agree? Is that like the first big moment for us as a KU podcast was Tyshawn coming on? Absolutely. Yeah, and that was so much fun. And I feel like every like every single person that would come up and talk to me about Ain't No Seats like still says that's our best interview. Just because, like you said, Tyshawn was so good and talked about some of the craziest shit that probably shouldn't be talked about, like eating, yeah. weed, eating weed brownies and – Dabbling in the greenery, yeah. Having sex in Allen Fieldhouse and stuff like that. Which he did not do, which we cleared up in a later interview. So Yeah, uh, but I think it's super cool that like how much love Tyshawn showed us after that too. Like he was tweeting us trying to co-host. He came on at the CBE with us. He came on, he came to the studio. And then, I mean, us three are pretty, I mean, I wouldn't say insanely close to him, but we're all like friends with Tyshawn now. And we've watched games with him and stuff, so. It's kind of crazy, like how. Remember how excited we were, like to have him on, like how crazy it was to have a guest like that at first. I'm pretty Just sure we fact. like we like woke up in the morning and he responded overnight, and whoever woke up first like screenshotted the tweet like that he was in, and sent yeah. in the group chat and was going nuts. And if I remember right, like one person was awake way earlier than the other two. So they were like freaking out and going crazy and just had no response for hours because it was at like seven point. Yeah, I mean it was. I, go ahead, go ahead, AB. Well, I was. It's it's not like specifically about the interview, but just like that whole day in general. I don't think we like talk about it enough. If you guys even remember it, but like oh, I know we, were, we we went to Ryan's brother's house in Topeka, did the interview, and then Ryan had to go to like a work meeting or something, and no. Braden. It's even better. I had to go to work to get laid off because yeah, that's right. so I, I was working for a uh, shoe company that you may have heard of that went bankrupt. Um, and so we all got laid off. And so uh, we I wasn't done yet, but I was told, OK, we're paying you for the next three months, but you don't have to keep coming into work. And it was like awesome. But I go in. And they literally lay me off, and then my boss is like, "Well, hey, let's 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 have some drinks, and let's just talk. Let's talk about future, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna need a job, so I should probably do this." But also, my friends are literally sitting in my brother's basement right now, <laughs> waiting for me because we had to do like the intro in the beginning of the Taishan pod. Um, and yeah, I was gone for like what four hours at least. It felt like a full day, and it was like. We kept texting you and you couldn't really respond because obviously you were like having important conversations and everything. And Brayden and I were just like, I think we played one on one on your brother's little tyke basketball goal or something like. And then after that, the biggest snowstorm in Kansas history comes through and Brayden and I are trying to drive home from Topeka. I think it took us three hours to get back. It was just a great, crazy day in general. Uh, yeah, I just remember sitting there um, at your brother's house and you just kept saying, yep, I'm about to go get laid off. Like, I'm about to go get laid off. I'm sitting there I'm sitting there on the couch in the basement betting on like a Notre Dame-UNC ACC matchup, just wondering where the hell Ryan is and how he was going Yeah, but so it was long. like, it was one of those things where I, we'd known for months because the company was in shambles that we were getting laid off, but I was just sitting there like, well, what's my severance going to be? Like, how much am I going to get? How long am I going to get paid? So it was kind of like an exciting day. You'd have thought I'd be super depressed to get laid off, but I was so juiced off the Tyshawn interview and just the fact that I knew I didn't have to go to work and was going to get paid. I was like, okay, cool. And yeah, just left you guys hanging in the basement for hours, like prisoners in my brother's house. So 
Yeah. I don't I don't know if we could have uh, came up with a better first player guest though. Like I'm not saying we're like some big deal or we're massive, but I feel like Tyshawn like really put us on the map. Like with all well, the like stories that was, he told and that was our whole goal when we started this pod was like how can we do a KU podcast that's not just the same KU podcast you hear that's not just gonna break down games, that's not just gonna talk about recruiting or that like we were like how can we literally get players to tell fans stories that they would never tell like there's limits to what a guy like matt tate or you know those dudes that work for a newspaper or a website can ask (laughs) can ask these guys um so it's not their fault but like we just were like these dudes fresh out of college like Let's just let it sling. And we did not hold back on what we asked these guys. And luckily, like, had Tyshawn not been so open with us, I don't know if it would have, I don't know if we would have been as open with like Sharon in the future mm-hmm. and other guys. Like, we, he kind of laid the groundwork to get us comfortable just asking kind of the off the wall questions that you normally didn't hear. Yeah. It's kind no, of, that was huge because, like, I feel like every time we like try and get a guest, we always lead with, yeah, dude, like Tyshawn and then Sharon came. They were both like, as open as can be and we kind of like fill them in on that before we go so they know that it's not like a typical media interview that they can just kind of you know go against the grain a little bit and tell us the good stuff and not just you know i had like 12 and 6 against georgia tech in 05 and it was crazy yeah practice was hard like no like it it was can you imagine can you imagine kids parents um going to the free state basketball game and just searching tyshawn taylor sharon collins name on google and they (laughs) Go and listen to their episode with us. Oh, it was fine. It was <laughs> there wasn't fine. too bad. There's no unedited gravy. But... Yeah. Speaking oh of God. that, That's good segue. Could be the best memory of the pod. Yeah. So, like, KU fans, we all remember the gravy train, Jeff Graves, an absolute legend. Um, I don't even remember how – B-Turn, I think you uh, – I kept seeing him. I kept seeing his old ass out in Westport. And I would just go up and talk to him about games. Like he was telling me how like he was kicking trash cans at halftime of the national championship against Syracuse and like yelling at Nick Collison for missing free throws. So I think I like told him, I told him about Tyshawn coming on and just how we've had a couple guests and he was down obviously. And then, yeah, he rolls up to AB's house and see his so big funny. ass, big ass get out of the car and walk inside I mean. and reek up the whole house. Yeah. I mean, just ripping it, shots of like hot whiskey or whatever that was in the back of his car. Yeah, it was something. Dude, he was the chillest dude of all time. Like, yeah. I've always made this joke. I do not know if he even knew we were recording a podcast. I think no. the guy was just there to hang out and we had a microphone in front of him. And he's, he's like, just, he sat, he sat so far away from the microphone. And I just remember sitting there the whole time, like, oh God, none of this is going to show up. Like, we're not going to be able to hear any of this. Um, I mean, and he just told, like, he was just hilarious. Like, it was kind of what you expected Jeff Graves to be. Just a fun dude. uh, A carefree dude. Like, you know how I wouldn't even show up to a random dude's kitchen. I'm a pretty carefree guy. I'm not going to show up to a random dude's kitchen and do a podcast at, like, 9 p.m. on a Thursday night. Like, it was so cool of him to do that. And, again, it allowed us to kind of, you know, put ourselves out there as a different podcast that, like, I don't even remember what we talked. Jeff Graves, man. I just listened to that. It was, it was something else. Like, just the one-liners I mean, he, talked, he would pull. He would talk shit on coaches and He talked a lot and... about Quinn Snyder, which I remember being funny, like, his that's that's one of those episodes where like you don't even need to be a KU fan to go and listen to. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I had buddies that I like made go listen to it because it was so he was saying such off the wall shit. Like Dak <laughs> Dak still brings up things that Jeff Graves says in that interview, which if you guys want me to say some of the stuff on here, I can. But no, 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 no. <laughs> now that we're on like a, I don't know how pumped KCSN would be about all those quotes. I mean, it was in, at this point like we had kind of let things fly. Like, I mean, we were cussing quite a bit and then, you know, the weed stories would die and all this and Graves comes on. We still had to cut like almost half of that podcast. Up. Like we cut a lot and we sat on it for like four months. 
because we didn't know what to do with it. And then it, it, you know, we finally put something together and put it out. It, I think it was around this time, which is nothing to talk about. And we finally did it. But one other and thing it was I almost... from that was yeah. as open as Graves was, and this kind of goes to your point, Rye, about how he didn't know that we were doing a pod probably. But we like we asked him for a picture after. And we're like, hey, can we just get a picture with you? And we can tweet it out and be like, coming soon. And he said, no, he just didn't want he didn't want a picture. He didn't want yeah. any like promo or anything. And it's, it's just like we're looking around. We're like, dude, like, what, what are we talking about? We just you just you talked with us for two and a half hours. <laughs> you just you just told us that Wilt Chamberlain had sex with our grandmas and you're not going to take a picture with us. Soul drag. Yeah. No, he, and then we we told <laughs> yeah. him to we told him to uh, say this is Jeff Graves and you're listening to the Seats podcast. He said no, <laughs> he wouldn't do it. Hey, I mean that guy. He showed up, said what he wanted to say, and he left. I mean he he drank and had a good time, and he rolled out like straight whiskey man. shots, wasn't it? Yeah, hot whiskey. <laughs> yes. like I remember he gave. Like I think I took warm. one, and it was like one of those things where you're trying to act like fine. And I was like about to vomit all over AB's kitchen because it was just so gross. But another thing man. I remember from that is I'm pretty sure that was when like Miracle and Cole just came to like watch and they were just sitting in the kitchen with us and we're like dude you can't even like breathe too loud because this mic picks up everything and there are <laughs> yeah. a couple times Gravy was just like so nuts with what he was saying that like you could hear them laughing in the background because like I forget that they were even there for yeah. that that's wild but, yeah I mean it just adds so it's so much funnier to me that it was your grandparents kitchen mm-hmm like Jeff Graves just showed up. I mean, and he was like I said, I don't one of the biggest mistakes we almost made as a podcast was not we almost didn't put that interview out. And like people still to this day, like you said, B turn still talk about it. Like people love the Jeff Graves interview. So man, I wish we were doing video. I wish we were doing video back then. Can I like segue to a video pointed memory? Yes. I just remember that one time Braden had his friend come and he was going to like video record us in the studio. And I like had like, I was not feeling good. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I was like out. And that was yeah. also the episode. It was our first episode in the studio. And I like, I didn't really know how, and I was very out of it. I wasn't feeling great at all. You and, were pale. Your face was pale. Yeah. Like it was bad. I, don't, I, I know partially what it was, but I don't know what it all was because it was not a normal reaction. Um, <laughs> But, like, we get home from that episode. First of all, we never see the video. We just never saw it once. But second of all. Yeah, shout out Dan. (laughs) Second of all, I open up Ryan's laptop to start, like, downloading and editing this. And only one of the three microphones was on. So, like, I think it was Braden's mic was on. And you could hear everything he was saying crystal clear. And whenever Ryan or I would butt in to try and talk, it was just, like, very, very, very quiet. So, I was, like, I think I spent, like, eight hours trying to adjust the levels so that Ryan and I would be loud enough. And then Braden would go. But it's, like, we we don't talk over each other, per se. But, like, we go back and forth pretty quick. And that editing process, I think you had an interview at, like, 9 a.m. the next morning. And you stayed in, like, OP until 4 o'clock in the morning just to get that out. It was it was brutal. it was awful. It was, it was awful. So and the funniest part about that is we moved to the studio to get better production quality. Mm-hmm. And we were like tweeting like, oh, new studio. And like in the episode, <laughs> we're like, we're so pumped to have better mics and better <laughs> audio so for cool. you guys. And we put out a far worse product the first time <laughs> we did it. Was so bad. <laughs> that whole story makes me grateful that we don't have to edit anymore. Thank you, Tucker. Well, I never yeah. really edited, but that you, that you, yeah, that I think you two don't have to. About ten thirty that night, and Ryan was just chilling there, just slugging waters and we were just panicking because it was like, yeah. what are we gonna Cause, do? Because what was the deal, right? We always used Ryan's laptop, right? So we yeah. had to have his laptop, so he couldn't go back to Topeka until <laughs> yeah, it was held ransom. Maybe edited, which that is that's another memory. Just I guess I feel like we never gave bigger shouts to Rye for coming to OP and kc every single week literally every single week i can't believe i was doing that like if I mean, you we, no we, offense if you guys asked me to i guess i drive to kansas city for work like multiple times a week but like if you were just telling me right now to drive to op once a week to do this podcast but times have changed covid made it so much more normal for us to just do this like this so, yeah it's good uh would, um 
I guess this wasn't really an ain't no seats thing, but um, after the Chiefs draft, like the first year we started doing it, we got Darwin Thompson on. We drafted him. We I got all the, gonna be Marshall Falk. Yeah, I got all the questions written down. Everything. I I remember I started off the interview. I was like, Darwin, how you doing? He goes, Good. <laughs> I look I look at AB and I go, Oh my God, this is gonna be tough. It ended up being a great interview. We finish it. Or we're finished, we're wrapping up. I look at AB and if I if I could get like a camera footage, like a picture or video of his face, it would be the funniest thing of all time. Like his face turns pale. And I'm like, what? I'm thinking, I go, oh no, he forgot to press record. <laughs> we do, you didn't leave the note. We do a Gotta 40, leave the note. See, I wonder if we did Darwin before that because we started doing press, we started having notes that say press record. I don't even know, <laughs> know when the timestamps would be. Because we didn't have the studio for Ty the first yeah, time. Yeah, facts. But I remember looking at AB and I like, it took me five seconds to just think about what happened. And he's like, Dude, I don't know. Like Darwin, like we sat in silence for so long that Darwin just like he's like, "You guys there?" Like we just weren't saying anything. We were we were dead silent because we didn't know what to do. We thought yeah. he'd just like bail, and we I mean it was it was tough. I'm, but I think it ended up being like better than in, like, yeah. the second round we did it. He like loosened up with us a little bit. Because immediately you're like, "What do you even say to him?" Like you just you got this dude to do the interview. You just did the full interview and you didn't press record. Like what do you even say? Like. <laughs> And then I said it, yeah. and he just started laughing, and we redid it. But AB's like he went pale, dude. Like he looked, like, he looked like a ghost. He felt so bad, and it was Thank just hilarious. God. Thank God, Kansas City Sports <laughs> Network has their own Chiefs coverage because that wasn't us. We're, we're not the boys to do that. <laughs> we tried, but we tried our best. Shout out Darwin Thompson. He let you redo the interview. Yeah. Like what a legend! Um, All pro great. running back. I mean, while we're on the topic, not to put, I mean, just to, as a, we're so appreciative of Tucker being our producer now, because he's, and AB was great. AB, for a guy that had never done a podcast, he, I literally, he literally approached me at Power and Light one night and was like, hey, I heard you and B-Turn might start a podcast. Like, I'll do it. I can, I can edit it. And I was like, well, thank God, because I can't, I don't know what I'm doing. And I would have taught myself and I have taught myself, but like, AB was huge in getting us to actually just put something out because you knew a little bit about what you were doing. But one of my favorite moments of AB is we do round two with Tyshawn. It is a two-hour interview. <laughs> it is, I mean, it was wild. One of those interviews where we had to get done and be like, okay, how much of this can stay in? How much do we got to cut out? Anyways. We drafted an uh, all KU team, right? I think Aaron okay, Miles we, was we, one one. Tyshawn <laughs> took Aaron Miles one one on his all time. I think he thought he had to take a point guard first, but, but still either way, kind of dude, I, I watched I watched an all NBA draft the other night, and Charles Barkley took Allen Iverson number one over every single player <laughs> in NBA history. Yeah, I mean that's, I but yeah, it was. But to get back Aaron to the Miles. AB thing. AB then I don't even know what you did you stuck the memory card inside the wrong you put it in the CD slot of the computer and the memory <laughs> card just got stuck in the computer we could not like we yeah. were Look at shaking his... it yeah. Look at his face. there were cameras in that studio if anyone saw us what we were doing in there we would have been arrested and... yeah. like, it, it was bad I mean it and that was just like this is how much like amateurs we were that early on. It was just like we thought we were hot shit. We, are, we had Tyshawn in studio just drinking and you know yeah. puffing with them, and all of a sudden it's just like that card. The card wasn't ours either. It was the studio. <laughs> it was the studio that everyone shared, which makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. But yeah, we're literally like you remember the scene in Zoolander where he thinks the files are inside the computer. If any of you were seen Zoolander, seen great movie. Been a while. Anyway, yeah, and they're like trying to break the computer open, and like that's how we were about to take a hammer to that computer so we could get that freaking. <laughs> I think I went there at like at like midnight to like go look for it. Once everyone was out of there, I just went in and like was there for like two hours trying to get it. That was, oh, that, that, was, that was a that was a long weekend. I remember AB like texting the whole group. Like I I don't know wasn't he weren't you in the studio for like hours and hours and how hours? did we yeah. even how do we even do that I think how did we get the episode out for some reason 
we either already had it because I don't think that thing ever came out. Maybe it did. Oh. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Something went wrong because like it certainly threw a wrench in our plans. But dude, we thought we were so cool with the studio. Like we yeah. got there the first night, we're taking videos of it, <laughs> like taking was... pics, look at our new studio. It's like it's literally just microphones. It was a laptop. hallway. It, it was cool. I mean, whatever. But, um, it was fun. Like, it, yeah. You mentioned it, Rye, but like this was one of mine before we get too deep into it. Just the start of the whole thing and how it came together was just wild to me. Like, I feel like because Braden and I had even had conversations like 2015 about like putting one together and just like talking about anything. And then it kind of faded off and you guys did. And I think I, I that might have been the first time I actually met you. Like we had been Twitter friends for a while. Maybe we met in college with like Janes and stuff. But like, yeah, and to go off of that with gravy like showing up at my house randomly and you said you would never show up at a random guy's house to do a podcast you literally did that when you showed up at my house the first time we did episode one and you just showed up and like we i mean it's a little different because we're like familiar with each other mutual friends and everything but you just show up and i'm like all right man what's up yeah. we're about to do a podcast. we thought we might do like five episodes and then burn out now three and a half that was pretty later. yeah i mean the fact that we all sat down together i hardly knew b turn i hardly I, like you said we knew each other through twitter dms and twitter but like we just sat down and did a podcast together it's kind of wild yeah. when you think back on it like mm -hmm. no chance i would do that now but no. yeah i mean me and I, ab have known each other since we were kids like i remember me and ab in high school like talking about having a show together one day like a radio show or something and then me and rye like we all i mean all of us followed each other on twitter but me and rye would always bullshit about maybe starting one up and then we'd always just put it off put it off and then finally we just did it and like i feel like we all like we've all lost motivation during this multiple times but i feel like we all held each other accountable at some point to just keep recording like think about how many podcasts have only done like one or two episodes and they're just like ah we haven't seen any yeah. traction we're done but we've gone three, I mean, when three plus years now when the Hawks were just getting bounced in second rounds and NCAA <laughs> tournaments were getting canceled. Like, yeah, motivation was dwindling. KU football had two wins in our first three years of doing a podcast. Like, we we could have quit day two because like 12, af 12 hours after we recorded episode one, put it out on a Saturday morning, by the way, which is an awful <laughs> idea. But 12 hours after we recorded the episode, we get on Twitter and Dope got hurt and Bill's like calling them soft. And he ended up being out for the year. So we're like, okay, well, this is great. What are we going to talk about now? We suck. Yeah. Remember how uh, invested invested we were in listens? Like the first SoundCloud. few episodes. Yeah. yeah, the first few episodes we put on SoundCloud. And I'm just refreshing every five minutes, <laughs> like telling my friends how many listens we have and shit. But, yeah. It was yeah, a thrill. There was nothing more fun than like reloading it and seeing how many listens there were. Also, just, just thinking about like our meltdowns um, and then like just – the excitement like 2020 remember how juiced we were after the baylor game in waco like we knew yeah. that team was legit but they went into waco and doke was just like the best player you've ever seen and we i think we it was on a saturday game day in waco and i think we, we immediately i'm pretty sure we immediately got on and did the pod i don't know if i'm wrong there but we no, were I think so you're right because so pumped about that team and then slowly the conference tournament started getting canceled like, God. can you imagine what we were texting that day? Like, I did. No, I, I mean, I literally teared up. Like, I don't even care. I was so fucking mad. It was the worst. Like, I get like COVID ended up being a way. Obviously, there were way bigger problems than the NCAA tournament getting canceled. But in that moment, before we we didn't know what was about to happen in the world. When that happened, that like was truly one of the most devastating moments ever like you can't for us that we live like we live our lives for two weeks in march like we're just like okay <laughs> let's power through these this year and we'll get to march and then we'll be happy like to have that taken away was brutal but um so yeah all-time meltdown there but i want to go back i want to rewind to when we lost the streak mm. um you want to talk about us going through the grind for this podcast like we saw the streak come to an end. We thought we were cursed, but it was just like so funny because I remember being like, we couldn't fathom not winning the conference championship. Like we couldn't. And I remember doing it like we were like, God, we have to do an episode now. And we just like kind of agreed to go all in on like, I don't know. We were melting down, but also just sharing the best memories from the streak. 
and we thought nobody would listen because it was kind of like a sad meltdown episode. It was like one of our most listened to episodes ever mm-hmm. because I think we're all a little sick and we love to be sad. Um, but also, I think people just wanted to, I don't know. It was fun to just reflect on, yeah, we the streak's over. That really sucked. But then you kind of sat down and were like, holy sh!" Like, that was unreal what they just did for 14 straight years. So that was a cool – I wish it wouldn't happen, but it was going to happen one day, so I'm glad it happened. Yeah, like I've said before, it's crazy how invested we and all the KU fans were in that streak. Like, on the edge of your seats when you're, like, tied with the team in the Big 12 or chasing them when they have a tough road game, like, you're locked in on a big Monday watching them and – and it always felt like it went our way, you know, like there would always be a team that goes on the road against even a team in the middle of the pack of the big 12 and they'd find a way to lose. And now it just obviously conference titles are awesome, but you look more forward to uh, March success. But when that streak was going on, like we were towards the end of it, we were all at KU. Um, yeah. <laughs> AB remember Ben, ben rap when we won our, whatever <laughs> he came back to the dorm, just juiced. Yeah. but like Wiggins freshman year, like when the streak was still going those games against like West Virginia and yeah. But yeah, just all those games meant so much more, but yeah, when the streak and ended the, and the walk-ons was, came in against OU, and, uh, we, I got in trouble on Twitter. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, all-time video of B-Turn. Screw- but that was like, in a weird, joking way, like we, for those that don't know, obviously nobody's going to remember this, but like, we, in the final minutes of the loss at OU to end the streak, we recorded B-Turn yelling at the walk-ons to like get a comeback going and it was just a very big joke but in in some way it was like how we all felt like we couldn't accept the streak was ending and it was like the whole OU game we were like well we'll make a run like we're not we'll we'll make a run like we'll we'll win this game and like we'll all we got to do is win out after this and we just could not give up on the dream of the the streak going on but that's another thing we'd always win the big road games too Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we'd I find know. a way. That was the weirdest. Was it fourteen thing about or fifteen that, that we won in a row? 14. I think fourteen. Yeah, yeah which is, uh, uh, I feel like the rival schools didn't give us enough credit on that one, but that's well, shit like mid majors couldn't even do. It was similar to like our feelings that we couldn't fathom it not happening. I think other schools just got like so used to it and annoyed with it too. Like, <laughs> well, that's like what B turn said. B-Turn said about, like, how much we cared about a random Monday night, Tuesday night game. But, like, it was also so fun because K-State fans and Baylor fans and <laughs> and other schools wanted us to lose so bad. Like, they were so sick of us, the storyline of the streak, which it probably was. You know how we get sick of hearing Fran Fischilla repeat the same stories over and over again? Like, I'm sure it was really tiresome 
to just hear the whole spiel about, oh, the streak started this year. Bill Self arrived in 03. He's won 14. Like, I bet it was exhausting. And so that made it even more sweeter to continue to just find a way. Like, there were so many years where we were just out of it and had it looked like we were done. Seth Davis would say, streak over, Sharpie, and be wrong. Um, and it was just amazing to just always from Bill Self was a psycho and always found a way. Um, I'm going to go to a different uh, reminiscing episode that we had and this in my mind, when we started talking about it and we're talking about putting together, I thought it would be like the greatest thing we'd ever put out, but it was the uh, end of 2019. um, And we did like the best of the decade, like top 10 games of the decade or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we got guests for almost every game. And like, we did put a lot of like, how do we pull that off? Yeah. Like there were, I mean, we had, Connor Tian on, we had Haney on, which by the way, uh, this video probably will never see the light of day, but Haney sent me, I, I remember texting back and forth with Haney and he, he's trying to figure out how to send me like a nine minute video of him talking about the game. No, which, back when which was awesome. It was awesome. Like but he killed it. It just, it was, it was such a too big to send it to me. Yeah. But like, finally we ended up getting it. But anyways, my point going to this episode was, I don't know if you guys even remember this. I didn't until like yesterday, but I stayed in on New Year's Eve to like edit it so we could get it out as soon as possible. And I made, I made Ryan come over like two in the morning on New Year's Eve after he was out all night partying to like come record an outro like, hey, this is part one. We'll have part two coming out in a couple days, whatever. And he had zero voice like none whatsoever and i listened to that clip the other it's so goddamn funny i was literally like hello welcome to ain't no seats we'll be back like it was so bad like why would you not just talk like i hadn't really i wasn't really a talker on the pod at that point so i was just kind of like okay well ryan's a recognizable voice and he didn't have that voice who uh who else did we have on that episode as far as guests go tyshawn charon um Uh, who else Haney, um, well, no, what I want to, what I wanted to point out about the Haney thing is like, so one, he kills it on the video. Like we, he over delivers. We were so thankful for that Two, to put into perspective, how good of a guy Brian Haney is when the clip was too big to send to AB, he was like, Hey, want me to just drive as close as I can get to your house so I can airdrop you the video. Like, he was literally going to drive until he got close enough to airdrop the video to AB. This dude, no idea who we were. And he lived 35 minutes away from AB. Like, that's the nicest guy in the world. So, shout out out Brian Haney. But, yeah, that was – I don't know why I don't remember that podcast that much. But it was fun. It was kind of like this. We just sat back and talked about old games and old memories. And I think it was just – players sprinkled in. It was just Sharon, Tyshawn, Tian, and Haney. But like yeah. Tyshawn did a couple, TN did a couple. I think yeah. I want to say there was someone else too. But I can't we had Relaford all been. signed. Relaford was ready to go, but he never sent his clips. But oh yeah, that's probably um, what it was. Which but hey, about... by the way, before we move on, I got to do a segue. We're gonna take a quick break for an ad break, and then we'll be right back. All right, go ahead, AB or B turn. Um, how about uh, killing a whole bottle of Makers with the other KU announcer? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you want to talk about studio, Greg Gurley, I, we talked about it when he came on our podcast, but Greg Gurley willingly showing up, we must have some trusting faces, I don't know, but Greg Gurley willingly showing up to downtown KC <laughs> to a random, you could argue bad part of Kansas City, and just coming to our studio and hanging out for two hours on a Monday night, Tuesday night, <laughs> drinking with a like, that dude, he is as real as it gets. Like he, when you hear the stories about how cool Greg Gurley is, he's exactly like that. Like he's just friends with everyone. And he had, I guess, I feel like it doesn't really matter if we talk about him drinking because everyone knows. But I can't imagine how pumped he was when he got in the studio and saw that bottle of Makers. Like he just, well, that's what he, he said. He, said he probably loved pod, us so yeah. much more. He said he was like kind of questioning as I'm like I'm we're walking him up the stair. AB, you walked him up the stairs, and by the way, six flights of stairs on these cr- like 
creaky stairs that sound like they could collapse at any point. And he was like, yeah, I was like the whole walk up. I was kind of like questioning what the hell I'd got myself into. And then I walk in, you guys just have a bottle of makers and a red solo cup. And he was like, all right, I'm in. That's all you need. That's all <laughs> Greg Gurley needs. Last two times I've saw him, he talked about it. Like this, that exact story. Like we were, we went to a round ball and we went to, um, what's the place that serves the Bill Self burger or whatever. Uh, yeah 23rd, 23rd street, street so it's like me sharon tyshawn greg talking about the pod and he's like yeah it was this bad part of town like in kc like west bottom some creepy weird place and i had to walk up like 10 flights of stairs and i was kind yeah. of scared and then yeah he just he loves telling that story every time he yeah. sees me but he so was so weird. cool and i remember he was facetiming mitch before um, just talking about how if miss if Mitch missed the hawk or not, but he's just he's as cool as can be, and he's hilarious and obviously super easy to talk to. We've had him on a couple times. Speaking of guests, we can't talk about the history of ain't no seats without giving a shout out to our guy Cardizi, who mm. has been like a huge part of facilitating and getting us these guests. He helped us get Sharon, or is the only reason we were able to get Sharon. Got us. He. Did he come with Tyshawn in the, the women's basketball player? Like, that's the other thing about the Tyshawn story. So there were those allegations, like, back in the day where <laughs> t- people said Tyshawn got suspended for, you know, doing something with a, a women's basketball. They both got suspended at the same time. So there were bad rumors that they were hooking up in Allen Fieldhouse. Tyshawn, we told him we were going to ask him about that. And this dude shows up with the girl that was mm-hmm. in question and was like, Look, we're just friends. Like, no, that's not why I got suspended. I got suspended for something totally different. And it was just like, this is wild. Tyshawn just showed up with that and set the story straight. Like, that was a cool moment to just be like, hey, I know this has been a funny rumor that people have ran with on message boards for years. But unfortunately, it's not true. They were just friends. Yeah, besides, like, obviously, Alan and Jane's, our boys, like, we love. They're basically, they're, like, almost fourth fifth members of the pod i feel like you can add skinny in there too like he's he's like part of the podcast like he loves us he's always like looking out like trying to get us guys and giving us ideas or i don't know it's crazy i love him he's like one of my best friends um yeah Yeah. not to put the pressure on him but should have detail on for us soon i guess to get the i mean we've been saying we've been saying that for a long time he's a tough guy to track down I can't let us move on from Cardizi without bringing up the, the time we did get Sharon. And I think Braden went to pick him up in Lawrence or something. And he texts us. He's like, hey, man, we're going to be there in like two minutes if you want to come let us down. And Ryan and I, this is like before we lost some weight and we're just like lazy fucks and we didn't want to go back up the stairs. So we're just like standing in the lobby while you three idiots are fucking Wendy's down the street taking an hour and a half to get there. Literally sat in the Wendy's drive-thru line for yeah. 30 minutes. Didn't tell us. Like, didn't no. update us to be like, oh, hey, by the way, we won't be there for another 30 we literally, minutes. We literally stopped by a gas station to get booze, get ice, get in the car, start it, about to go. Sharon goes, I'm hungry. <laughs> we go to Wendy's right next door. We go inside, wait in the line instead of going through the drive-thru. I don't know why, but, yeah, that literally took like an hour to get there, not even – after I, I drove to Lawrence 45 minutes and then to KC and then back to Lawrence and then back to KC. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I remember us in the group, you were, you guys were like, well, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like we've yeah. been waiting for you guys for an hour, <laughs> but no, that was so funny. Cause remember, we weren't even smoking, but the, the room, the room was all cloudy and skinny had us put like, a picture of a jewel or something. (laughs) The caption was like, just to clear the air. But, and then, and then Sharon, uh, cause Chris, obviously those dudes love Chris, but so he was kind of getting some stories rolling for us. He like told a story he was not supposed to tell. And Sharon and him just look at each other and just like go dead silent. Cause it was like a story he was not supposed to tell. And Chris is like, wait, he's like, did I fuck up? Cut that. Cut that. No, I think we stopped. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, Cardizi is – the connections that dude has to every KU basketball player never ceases to crack me. Like, when you see Devontae and Malik coming in the year after they uh, uh, 
left. They they show up down field house. The whole arena gives them a standing ovation, and Cartesi's just walking in with them, like got his AirPods in. All, all sixteen thousand of Allen Fieldhouse and Cardi. I mean, nobody knows what we're talking about right now. So he's waving. Just... He's waving to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. All right, oh, we got to talk about La La Vic, who oh, I remember. We used to do a fun segment, like KU fans. If you don't remember, like. Lala Vic on Twitter was an electric factory. Like she, and probably she still was. is. She <laughs> tweeted whatever she wanted. She was always hyped for KU games. Oh my god! Like all caps. It was chaos. I don't even know how we started a segment where we started reading our favorite Lala Vic's tweets of the day, and like. Anyways, she got wind of that. I don't know. She started to like us or like you. B turn you and her were. Dating. We somehow got in communication, and she we wanted to go to the KUK State road game, right? Mm-hmm. And you were just like, you're good at this. You were like, hey, got any tickets that we could have? And uh, she was like, yeah, I'll, I've got team tickets. I'll, I'll give them to you. So we're pumped. We're like, oh, my God, we have LeGerald Vicks tickets. We have LeGerald's tickets. Like, this is sick. We're going to be behind the bench. Like, I can't wait. We drive to Manhattan. We're talking the whole time. Like, how close do you think we're going to be? Are we going to be – we won't be first row behind the bench, but we'll probably be a few rows up. Like, we'll be in that corner. It'll be cool to see everyone down there. We show up, walk up. We're like, uh, yeah, we're a Vic, Legero Vic tickets. And they hand us the, the, the envelope, and we pull them out, and we're, like, looking, and we're like, uh-oh. It's like row – like the worst 30, in the house. <laughs> yeah. Literally off-road corner. Yeah. <laughs> Which not to complain, like shout out to Lala for getting us free tickets to a road game, but it was just so funny how much we misread that situation. Like we, we were so pumped. We were- that's all we talked about on the because I'm yeah. sure we picked you up in Topeka and then we went. And the, yeah. that's I feel like that's all we talked about. Like, dude, we're gonna be right behind Bill Self. <laughs> the irony but, of it we, was that was the last time LeGerald Vic played a basketball game at KU. Yeah. He played what, like eight minutes that night, got pulled, and then the Screaming rest of his history. I wonder if yeah. we can. I wonder if we'll ever be able to tell the story of what happened on the pod. I wish. <laughs> Who told us that story? Dot. Oh yeah, yeah. We had. I forget we had Dotson on the pod. That was a fun mm-hmm. interview. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I got. I got. What else, I got what else do you? What else do you have written down? I, I'm out of my that I had written down. This this one is probably very niche and probably only a few people like truly remember it and appreciate it. And I don't even know if Ryan will because he didn't really understand why we were laughing in the first place. But it's when, when we when we realized and Ryan told us that Christian Brown's last name was Brown and not Braun. And yeah. I, <laughs> Brayden and I like I think I called. Ryan Braun, like Ryan Brown, and Brayden and I just like died. We absolutely you, lost it. And we, you in the we most frustrating part. Well, I think you kind of were. I still do because yeah. I think you guys thought I was wrong. We did. Yeah, we absolutely we did. did. We were. That's and why I'm we were laughing. Here like, yeah, exactly. So, oh yeah, and you were doing the Ryan Braun thing, but like, <laughs> I was like, why are these dudes Great laughing the so hard? Ryan Brown. I'm right. I was like, his name is Brown. Like, I could not. It was. It might be. It was. A, ever laughed. It, I still can't believe it's Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it <laughs> makes no sense, but it's it's cooler. Than I remember. It is. I remember we t- we tweeted the clip, and he quote tweeted us, and was like, "It's Brown." Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, of course, Ryan, knowing everything about KU, had to rub that in our face too. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> of course, you was... were right. Whoa. Yeah, well, a couple of small right. ones. Uh, KJ Lawson time, the first shirt we ever made. Uh, we sold like nine. That was cool. Um, we didn't even we didn't even talk about Lala's sayings. I kind of forget what they were. There was like a one, hashtag she'd always tweet. It was so funny though. Like, what was it? You know what I'm talking about? I she know would, she I just, had Lala sayings, but I cannot remember what they were. <laughs> I just I remember her calling Doke Dokester. <laughs> That's a great nickname. Dude, what was it? It was like a cuss word in there, I feel like. Like, it was so funny. I don't know. 
I feel like we all remember there being something, but we can't even begin to think about what it was. But yeah, AB, you brought up the KJ Lawson thing. That was one of one of my favorite. Like when I, if I were to power rank tweets that I've ever got to tweet continuously, it's uh, the Hawks are cooking Bob Davis picture, and then it's probably quote it's KJ Lawson time end quote KJ Lawson like KJ Lawson was so hilarious the dude would ride pine for all game and come in and just launch shots like he had no fear um and we started joking that like KJ always thought it was KJ Lawson time sold the shirt we got how long did yeah, like 12 yeah, hours. Yeah, it lasted like 12 right hours. <laughs> so anyone, if you bought a KJ Lawson time shirt, you have like one of the most rare <laughs> shirts of all time. I have a hoodie. It's like a 2XL. I can't fit it anymore. But I don't even have mine because this girl I was talking to at the time like wore it and I never got it back because I like never saw it again. Saw her That's again. sad. Yeah, Those it really is. are going like to sell on eBay one. one day for millions. Another Did... funny one, uh, Marlins band. When he just DM'd us oh and he said, God. "I have to come on your podcast," Make and it we happen. never heard, we never heard back from him after that. Make it literally happen. demanded. He said, yeah. "I need to come on your podcast. Make it happen." And we were like, "What? Sure, I don't know like, how the hell oh. he found it, but and then just okay. wouldn't, and then just didn't." Yeah. yeah, we were like, "Okay, here's when we can do it," and he just never responded again. He like gave us the secretary's number. We're like, "Dude, you're the one that reached out to us. We're not talking to your people to figure it out. Like you." get it figured out with us if you want to do it um did we ever i don't have we ever told the full story on why the mitch chris interview the first one didn't work or did we just but we should i feel like we should just we should talk about that whole day because that was just fun Mm -hmm. yeah it really was a great time we obviously recorded the mitch and chris episode in lawrence live in person but we didn't have a producer with us because Tucker had other stuff going on. It was like the week before the NFL draft. So he was completely booked and we were like, all right, we can pull it off. We'll figure it out. We did it for years. Yeah. Disaster. Whatever we tried to do, we set us all up because we were trying to still do video and like we great interview. It was awesome. We're pumped about it. We're sitting there, we're drinking, having a good time. And I just remember on the way home, I pull out my laptop because I was a little stressed about how it would all sound. And it was the most echoey, awful audio clip you'll ever hear in your entire life. Like, there was no salvaging it. There was nothing we could do to make that interview be presentable to the public. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, depressing. just everything about it. Like, I think I took work off early to get there. It was like a Friday afternoon that we were doing it. Ryan took an afternoon off, maybe a full day off. Chris Middleton was hurt, so I thought the Bulls actually had a chance against the Bucks. They lost by 100. <laughs> like, it's it's just – it was an unbelievable – good and bad as a roller coaster today. But just like – I mean, I don't know. I'll never get used to just hanging out with the players, drinking some beers in a bar and yeah. matching with the owner of the place. Yeah, I'm pretty – I mean, pretty fresh off the natty. So just talking yeah. about natty stories and tournament stories and how like – like it's us fans that like – the nat- it took a little bit to hit us. I don't know if it's even hit you guys yet, but even just hearing the players say like the natty hadn't hit them yet. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just yeah. still so crazy, but yeah, at Rick's and Lawrence, shout out to them. Um, he was pretty funny that entire day showing us his teeth and yeah. <laughs> legend. And Chris skinny legend. was there. Skinny was there for that one too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and he helped orchestrate He's... that. So, yeah, He's the I've got, I've got two more. Braden, do you have any more? I have a, I mean, a good amount. I, I wanted to talk about the shirts that we sent out at first. I mean, we're, oh, at 50, we're at 50 minutes, so we don't have to talk about too much more. But the shirts is like, I was going to start the pod off with that. Because like sending out shirts at first, I still think it's like the funniest thing ever. So for like, people we, that don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, we po- we sold, we come up with the Ain't No Seats logo, as you see on the screen here. Like, throw it out on a shirt. We loved it. And we were like, okay, we'll sell these. We Our only other time selling shirts was the KJ Lawson shirt that got taken down for copyright infringement after like nine hours. Well, we sell these shirts thinking like, oh, we'll sell like 25, 50, maybe. We end up selling like hundreds, which was awesome. But then we all sit back and we're like, uh, well, does anybody actually know how to ship these shirts? Like, we now have to ship. I mean, we had people in, like, different – I think we had to ship to another country. 
And like yeah. we, we were shipping to like Northeast. Uh, I mean, the KU fans are all over the place. It was cool. And so me and AB do a little research, and we're like, okay, so what? How much? How much postage do we need <laughs> to mail these? I mean, we—I didn't mail anything growing up. I still know nothing about mailing things, which we is going to make us sound one like stamp on there. <laughs> AB was like, I think we can just put one stamp on them. So we send out hundreds of shirts with one stamp on them. And one day I get home from work, and there's just a pile. Of returned envelope, return. By the way, we were stuffing all the shirts in vanilla envelopes, yeah. <laughs> and and we return. I return home from work, and there's fifty to seventy five shirts sitting on my front porch because they all got returned to sender, and for whatever reason, we put my address as the return. Um, I don't know how the rest of those shirts got to where they needed to go because they all had one stamp on them. And one stamp was not enough postage for what we were doing. I think we got some mailman out there was like, screw it. I do not care. Go ahead and just ship them. It was a great time. Uh, we, we were so desperate when we were like putting those labels and everything together. We literally tweeted out, hey, if you bought a shirt and want to come pick it up from my house, go right ahead. Some guy came out yeah. and took a picture with us in my kitchen. Like it was, We probably had like 15, 20 people come get their shirts. Which We had like a, we had a system in your uh in your kitchen, like someone would write it, someone would like package the shirt. Like we were just yeah. stuffing shirts in there, writing it all down, putting yeah. one stamp. I'm pretty we sure we didn't even print label. Like we were handwriting the address. Yeah, and I, I don't know if Ryan just said this, but I I think we got the packages back and just added like one more stamp on each of them or something. <laughs> yeah, we were like, screw it, let's see if two works. <laughs> unbelievable time oh yeah so if you never got a shirt let us know we'll send you one and then Uh, i guess just quickly like the first march madness we had because that was only a couple months into the pod and like we were so we're still motivated we still love it but at that like when we first started like that was like that's all we've i feel like we talked about and wanted to do like we'd always be in the group chat talking like wanting to watch games but that first yeah. March Madness, it was the first one KU was in that we did the pod together. But not kidding when I say two days of us smelling like shit and sweating and not moving and gambling on every single game on that Thursday, Friday of that first tournament. It was just – it's so funny thinking back on that. Like we right. were so pumped. I remember the night before we're sitting there, AB's playing CBS themes of the March Madness song. <laughs> one shining the, moments. One shining moments. We're watching the best March Madness – um moments but it's like we stayed up so late just to get closer to march madness and be able to wake up the next day and watch it but that was so funny just it was more like, on the point of us being so gross for that weekend i remember my friend jill was in town and she came over to like hang out with the boys <laughs> and she walked in and as soon as she walked through the door she said god it stinks in here i mean <laughs> like like yeah we've kind of just been eating the worst food and haven't showered and we were all like door door dashing different food so it was like some people had wings some people had mexican like it was just and ab had like 12 people sitting in your poor grandpa's tiny tiny living room i mean it was a big enough living room but we just yeah. piled in there had like and three tvs going I think four people ordered doordash from tanners but at all separate times so they like all came <laughs> couldn't all do it together no Someone yeah, got there and was yeah. like, oh, that looks good. I actually want. And it was like half a mile away. They could have just driven to get it, but they didn't want to miss a second of the action. AB couldn't, AB couldn't miss his Virginia Cavaliers play. Oh, my God. Or whatever their nickname is. Uh, <laughs> you, had well, so much, you had so much money on first half because they lost to UMBC the year before that you were every possession. through this one. I sure did. I won by like eight. God. You were screaming. Um. <laughs> I just have a couple more. The first one's going to be quick, uh, but there are a couple little funny parts. Going to 610 to interview with CDOT. And my biggest cool. memory of that was like, we thought we were so for cool. some reason. Yeah, we thought, and that kind of leads into it. Braden was convinced that we were going to be able to record every single episode there. Like, we started, <laughs> we're, we're like, we can't keep doing this in our, my kitchen. Like, let's look. We started looking at studios and stuff, and we're just like, what if we just ask CDOT if we can just come there like <laughs> once or twice a week and record in like that studio? Hey. Well, here's what I love about B-Turn. What I love about B-Turn is the dude is never 
unwilling to ask. I mean, the guy ended up in next to Paul Pierce at the national championship. Do you think that like I would never be in that position because I would never have the stones to say, "Hey, Dot, can I just come with you?" Like that's why B Turn is a special breed because Too he will ask. Yeah, and he will just get. He'll ask for what he wants, and he gets it a lot. <laughs> But we didn't get the 610 studio. I'm always convinced that we can do shit that you guys just laugh at. Like, I would I would probably think we could get any KU player imaginable on the pod. Like, there's some days I'll be like, dude, I, I bet we could get Bill Self this week. We really tried. <laughs> yeah. The, the best I mean, part about it, though, see. is it was, it was like episode four when we went to 610 for this. So, like, and obviously, Braden, I've known you forever, but, like, as a trio, we were, like, still kind of trying to get to know each other a little bit and get used to, like, talking all the time. And so you would, like, well, what if we just ask we can use 610 all the time? And Ryan and I just refused to say that's a crazy idea. We're just like, yeah, maybe, who knows? (laughs) Like, we just didn't want to say anything because we're like, oh, we're still kind of trying to figure out how to work together and, like, communicate (laughs) with each other. And, yeah, it was funny. Um, And then one more. I can't, can't get off this episode without bringing up the booth. Uh, the booth, I remember saying it's a cold one, random game, and then we started talking about it on the pod. Next thing you know, the student section has a sign that says the booth. KU Social cool. tweets it all the time. Like, it's just, to me, that's Miles. Let's Miles park. fully embrace the booth. Yeah, everyone loved the booth. I he think wasn't, Haney said he it. I wasn't at that sure KU what he was rally. saying, but he said yeah. <laughs> But no, it's just cool. I, every time I see it, I still get a little tangle downstairs. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, we kind of came up with that and kind of spread it. And, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of cool to me, even though this thing. Well, boys, we we opened today saying, what the hell are we going to talk about for the podcast tonight? And we, as always, found a way to talk our way to almost an hour. Um, But hey, good memories. We were idiots. We still are. Um, We've come a long way, though. We have a producer that knows what he's doing, which is nice. Um, I'm taking ricochet shots over here every time Ryan talks about soccer. Um, (laughs) We got a producer. I just want to, I just, I mean, as cheesy and corny as it sounds like I wouldn't pick like one person, two people, like other than you two, like a group, former KU players, Bill Self, Greg Gurley, like to do this with, like, I think we're the perfect trio. Um, Our chemistry is unmatched. We talk about that. Like we always talk about how much easier it gets every time we do it. Like we get on tonight and it's like, I mean, I used to get nervous at first, like the first episode I was nervous as hell. Um, but now we just get on and we just talk to each other. Like, don't even think about who's listening or whatever, but I love you guys. Um, I, re- I really wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. And I think I always think about like how long we could actually do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy to think like how long we could go, but, um, you guys, obviously, I mean, you guys are my brothers, so that, I'm, I'm glad we ended up doing this. That was all, that was all very touching and I appreciate it be turned, but you saying, if, if, if Bill Self and Greg Gurley wanted to start a pod with you, you'd still pick. That's the biggest lie you've ever told on these airwaves. That's a lie. I believe him. I believe him. <laughs> they wouldn't have that chemistry. He, I, well, here's the, here's the argument against it. Greg and Bill would be awesome together. If I were doing a podcast with those two, I'd be so uncomfortable I wouldn't even want to speak. Yeah, like you'd be that, like, uh, 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 can I talk? Okay, can I say yeah, something? Like, exactly. They'd be like, no, shut your mouth. Kind of like so. how I fucked him <laughs> the first time I ever talked on this podcast. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no. Here's the four more years, boys. Huh? Yep. Maybe another four natty. more natties. I I won't accept anything but national titles anymore. So wait, uh, are we at four years? Just about. We will be in January. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was. I mean, we need to wrap up. But obviously, just this whole past year, the whole tournament. I was in Chicago. We were still doing episodes. National championship episode was elite. We got to get revenge on Nova. Yeah. And I was thinking earlier, like does this national championship make up for all those, all those good ass teams losing like this local kids, not high recruits coming off. I mean, a 40 point tournament loss, 2020 got canceled. Bill's now solidified as the best coach in college basketball. Like I feel like this natty makes up for all those good ass teams, like 17, 16, 20, 11, 10, not winning at all. Winning, winning heels, everything. And we've got the second. We're going to have more pain happen over the next five years. But then you're like, okay, can That's we get another one? That's what makes it so sweet when That's, you get it. That, you just want to keep getting back to that point um, to make up for all those awful heartache moments the NCAA tournament provides. But Well, it's like yeah. Alabama. I mean, more to the point of like Alabama fans can't be that excited when they win a title. Like, I know. You know what I mean? Like 
It's got to get yeah. somewhat boring at a time, but if you like, you know, you have all those bad memories and you're just like, and that's part of watching the game too. Cause when we got down 15, love to say that we were confident, get it to eight at eight or whatever, but it's like, everyone was thinking we've seen this before. We've seen it too many yeah. times. Like there's no way that we're going to have to live through this again and talk about how we should have won this game for the rest of our lives. Like that went through. Everyone's Can you life. imagine? I, that makes me sick to my stomach. Thinking I know. about if we had UNC an eight seed in a championship game, couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Both the Bills, both the Bills natties have been crazy comebacks. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff, boys. It was fun, fun talking old memories, but let's wrap it up. Uh, as always, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week to talk about something else. Rock Chalk. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.